welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno, the former best friend in the whole wide world. Mr. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hi. You know, I'm, Mike, uh, I I just kind of introduced you as this, this some dude. He's our audio, did I say audio engineer producer? That's what he is. He's the audio engineer producer extraordinaire. So that's, that's what he does. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world, uh, Mr. Dell, is standing in the corner on standby whenever we need him, and he is often needed. Dell, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much. And of course, you guys know me. I am your host, Chris of Chris to Chris. You probably know me from this podcast. 110 episodes and going this is episode 110. You also might know me from YouTube, Chris vs. the World, Laser Lemming. I'm around. I got a couple hundred videos floating around there and over 100 podcasts floating around here. Speaking of this podcast, you can download it anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Subscribe. Come on. Do it. It's free. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're also on our own website, upandloaded.com, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D.com. We're there. We are there, and we, we want you to be there with us. We're trying to get 8 billion people listening to this show. By the way, if you enjoy this show, please give us a positive review on any app that you are using to listen to podcasts. It will help us rank up when it comes to search results. You know, you're looking for a, a comedy podcast you're looking for an advice podcast you're looking for something to talk about video games something to talk about movies something 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 that's us and we want to be seen so we're trying to get 8 billion people listening to the show which means we need your reviews so if you can give us a positive review any podcast app you're using that would be very helpful and appreciated so uh yeah i just want to get that out there before we uh, get into the show speaking of the show we have a great show for y'all this week we are going to be talking about We have a lot of video game news and a lot of movie news. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. We have a lot. A lot. So I'm not going to try to dilly-dally too much because I feel like we might go a little long this week, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be entertaining because that's what we try to do. That's what we succeed at doing. You know what? Uh, If I had a therapist, that's what he he would tell me. Or she. That's what they would tell me. Uh, They would tell me, you know what, Chris? Speak it into existence. Speak positivity. That's what you succeed at doing. So we're going to talk video game news, we're going to talk about movie news, we're going to talk about aliens, we're going to talk about voicemail, listener questions, a whole lot more. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So let's do it. Let's do it. This week we're going to actually open the show up with a voicemail from uh, one of our regular listeners, Mr. Kolos Dolos. Let's go ahead and uh, play the tape, Mike. Hello, Christopher. It is I, Kolos Dolos. And, Kolos. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, that I know that you're podcast it is airing today mm-hmm. on friday december 11th which is the very first day of hanukkah mm. so i wanted to wish you and all your listeners a very special happy hanukkah Thank to you, all Carlos. of them you know i don't celebrate i don't even understand it you like candles and stuff yeah, i get that yeah. one and i guess you get gifts but there's no santa claus i think there's a hanukkah harry i heard about that once i don't know if that's real but anyway happy hanukkah but also it's also International Mountain Day, so I wanted to wish you a very special Mountain Day as mm. well. I don't know how you celebrate that. I don't know if you go look at a mountain or climb one, but whatever it is you do for Mountain I Day, think you like the mountains. I hope it's the best. 
Perhaps Michael is free to go walk on a mountain with me. I know a couple of wonderful cliffs that have beautiful views all the way down. <laughs> so maybe he's uh, free tonight. We could go uh, for a little hike and enjoy Mountain Day together. What do you say, Michael? Can we bury the hatchet and try to be friends once more? All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, reminding me, Mr. Kolos Dolos. I want to say happy Hanukkah to all of our uh, Jewish fans of the show. Without you Jewish fans, we would never be able to get 8 billion listeners on this show. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, you, you ever celebrate Hanukkah, Mike? Is that how you pronounce it? Hanukkah? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm uh, being an ass. Hanukkah? You ever celebrate Hanukkah? Closest I ever got to uh, celebrating Hanukkah was the Hanukkah episode of Rugrats. Tommy Pickles, just FYI, Tommy Pickles is half Jewish. That's on his mother's side, Dee Dee. She's a uh, ginger Jew. I'm pretty sure most, uh, or most, maybe the the family that he grows up in, you know, in that house. I'm pretty sure they're 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 fairly agnostic. Which is a, also a stereotype of American Jews, either agnostic or just straight up atheist. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tommy Pickles' family, that house is, is pretty agnostic. They, they seem like the kind of family that only goes to the synagogue on Christmas and Easter, you know, just to please the old folks. Jews celebrate Christmas and Easter, right? Anyway, thank you again for the voicemail, Colos. Mike would absolutely love to go hiking with you and check out those cliffs. He's already uh, doing uh, some Googling. I see uh, 911 Cliffs, something like that. Anyway, uh, hey, Dell, why don't you let the listeners know how they can leave us a voicemail like Mr. Colos? Leave us a message. Call 909-486-3673 and talk to us with your mouth. Thank you very much, Dell. Let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. Okay, if you have been listening to the last week or so, week or two of this show, you know, you know, you knew, you know, you know that I ordered a PlayStation 5, which is not easy to do in late 2020. It's something you have to really hunt for, hit that F5 key about a million and a half times, be disappointed about a million and a half times, and then you finally get one, and then you don't get it. That's been my story, right? I ordered one from GameStop. They said, hey, it's going to be there in like four days. Awesome. Awesome. And it didn't show up. And FedEx said it's been on this truck in Bloomington, California for, actually, it probably still says it right to this very day. And I even put up a poll on our Twitter. I said, did FedEx steal my package? My, my PlayStation 5, and 90 plus percent of you said, yes, absolutely, and I was right there with you, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, they did, hell yeah, they did, I've, I've been reading, I've been reading the stories, I've been reading the paranoia, of course FedEx stole my PlayStation 5, they're hard to get, and so I was going back and forth with FedEx, 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 GameStop, FedEx, GameStop, FedEx, GameStop, almost two full weeks, almost two full weeks, and I finally, finally, after just grilling them, it became like a second job. 
became a second job just to talk with these two companies. That's how often I was talking with them. And I was getting so little results. It was just always, we'll, we, we'll call you back later today. We'll call you back tomorrow. Never once did any of these fools ever call me back. Not a single one from either of these companies. Unless you guys want to endorse me, uh, screw you. Oh, by the way, uh, we're, we're cursing this week. I know screw you isn't really much of a curse, but... The, the bombs, F-bombs, whatever bombs, they're going to come out this week, and I, I know they are. We have too much of an episode to, to get through to really even consider censorship. So just an FYI, if your your children are, are listening, please uh, mute the, the podcast when I am about to swear or uh, force them to listen to this episode when they are of age. Anyway. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, I'm calling FedEx. I'm calling GameStop constantly, constantly. And finally, I'm so fed up. I'm, I'm able to repeat my story. Just And it's an it's a ever-elongating story. The story keeps getting longer and longer and longer. And I'm able to repeat it verbatim to all these people. And then doing it politely, you know, as poli- politely as you can in a situation like this. Because, you know, I dropped a lot of money because GameStop forces you to bundle things in. It's bundle things in that you might not even want. So it costs a lot. They're just cranking up the price for you, for, for themselves, really. And so I finally am able to get to a GameStop manager, and I, I force them to do something about it. You know, I respectfully force them to do something about it. And they finally say, okay, look, uh, they, they put me on hold for a million hours. They finally t- uh, talked to FedEx, and they say, okay, we're, we're going to send you a new PlayStation 5 bundle. That same day, that same day, I'm going to our package room at my apartment complex. Uh, just for context, my apartment complex has a package room where you get packages. So you order something, you get a code, you enter in that code, you go pick up your packages, cameras, just to make sure you're not stealing other people's packages. So I'm going in there, I'm picking up some Amazon packages. You know, it's Christmas time, there's a billion packages in that room. It makes it hard to find stuff. Anyway, you know, I grab about four packages, and then I just happen to randomly turn around and look in the middle of the room. I see my apartment number written in Sharpie on a large box. I'm like, oh, what did my wife order? What did my wife order? I go look at it. Label on the package says it's from GameStop.com. GameStop.com. I'm just like, I had I had a moment. It's, it, it didn't immediately even register me. I'm like, Game, GameStop. Game, Game, GameStop. This is a PlayStation 5. This is a PlayStation 5. This is the PlayStation 5 I've been waiting for for two weeks. I've been talking to people over and over and over. This is the PlayStation 5 that FedEx says is still on a truck in Bloomington right now. So I'm just having this moment where I'm, I'm, I'm very angry, but I'm also elated. I'm also very happy. Like This is my PlayStation 5! Oh my gosh, this is my PlayStation 5. This is my PS5 that I've been waiting for. Merry Christmas to me. You know? I, this has been a pain in the ass. GameStop says there's a uh, PlayStation 5 coming. It's, it, I'll get the email soon. Anyway, I pick up the box. I, I, all these packages. I pick up the box. I, I can't even open the door. Somebody opens the door. I say, hey, can you open the door? I have my PlayStation 5. Take it to the car. Anyway, long story short. I have a PlayStation 5 sitting right in front of me. And I told my wife the story. You know, I, I bring in the PlayStation 5. She's like, what the, what, what happened? I tell her the whole story that I just told you. And, you know, GameStop says that I have a PlayStation 5 already coming. 
And if you guys are regular listeners to the show, you know I went through a similar experience with Best Buy and Super Mario 3D All-Stars, where I ordered a copy of that game. Best Buy said it got lost in the mail. And so I got a refund from Best Buy, downloaded the digital version to my Switch, and next day, the the game arrived in the mail. So it's kind of similar. Now, I told my wife this story, and she's like, okay, look, you, you, you can't do that again. You can't do that again. This, this costs a lot of money. This is some bad juju. This is some bad juju. I'm like, babe, this is, this is our blessing. This is our blessing. What, we're going to get a second PlayStation 5, a second Spider-Man Ultimate, what is it, My, Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. We're going to get a second Demon Souls. I guess when you say a second Demon Souls, you, it's kind of hard to call that a blessing. But you get the idea. A, a, a third, a third controller, actually, I would get four controllers in total. And a second PlayStation 5. Wow, this is a blessing. But she wasn't, she wasn't down with the sickness, so, you know, uh, my wife can be uh, my, my own Jiminy Cricket, my, my own conscience sometimes. So I, I, I told GameStop what was up. I'm like, all right, just, just cancel it. Just cancel it. Don't send me the free PlayStation 5. So I have one PlayStation 5. Oh, I hit the mic, sorry. I have one PlayStation 5, and I'm, I'm just going to give you some quick impressions on it. Uh, I'm having some download issues with the thing. Like if, if a, a download gets screwed up, which it tends to do, I've had it happen with two games now. But if a download gets screwed up, the user interface, the UI, the operating system starts chugging. It starts going super duper slow. Like I'll hit the the like hit, hit right on the direction pad or left on the direction pad. I'll have like a three second delay. If I try to use the uh, digital keyboard to search something in the store, delay, 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 delay. But if you pause the download or just cancel it altogether, boom, it's snappy again. So I don't like that problem. I hope that Sony is able to patch that out like ASAP. What I really like about this contro- uh, this controller, this uh, console, is the controller, the uh, DualSense. I just wanted to mention this real quick because this is a $70 controller, much like the Switch Pro controller, which I, I love the absolutely love the Switch Pro controller's form factor. It has these big buttons that uh, have like some space between them. It just feels really good in the hands. And of course, they have their HD rumble, which is what I want to talk about because apparently Sony is using the same company that developed the HD rumble for Switch for the Joy-Cons and Pro Controller. They're using that same uh, technology for the DualSense. Difference is, and this is uh, my conjecture here, but difference is, Nintendo decided to prioritize battery life. You know, it's a wireless controller. So they, the, if, if, you, if you don't know, the Switch Pro controller can last like up to like a crazy amount, like 70 or 80 hours on a single charge. The DualSense is supposedly averaging between like 8 and 12 hours on a charge, which is still better than the PlayStation 4, but, you know, nowhere near the uh, Pro controller. That said... The rumble, the uh, dual sense shaking and the, the trigger vibrations and tensions and all these cool things it can do, it's pretty much the same tech that's in the uh, the Switch controllers 
but it's much more powerful, so you feel it a lot more. And they have uh, this this extra trigger functionality where if you're you're shooting a gun, it can it can move more like a gun, kind of like a, a time crisis game in an arcade, kind of like that, but but better. So I'm digging the controller. I'm digging the controller. Uh, but that, you know, that's all I really wanted to say about it. I, I feel like I, I'm just barely scratching the surface of the whole PlayStation 5 thing. And I have a whole lot of life and responsibilities uh, ahead of me. So, you know, I don't get to play as much as I, I want to. But I have a lot of uh, time off coming up ahead of me. So, who knows? I'll have more impressions to come. Point is, this week's tip is to never order anything from anybody. Especially if it's expensive. Instead, you know, just order it, but instead of letting them ship it to you, find out where the package is and just walk all the way to Texas because that's where it is. Walk all the way to Texas, pick it up, and walk back. It'll get to you faster, even if it's already sitting in your package room for two weeks. That's our our tip of the week. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Now, I know what you're thinking. We just did Video Game Corner. But no, that was Chris Bitches about Video Games Corner. This is a, an actual relevant topic that's going on right now. The Video Game Awards, or the Game Awards, I guess that's what it's really called, the Game Awards, starring uh, Jeffrey Keeley. He is the uh, former giraffe of Toys R Us, from what I understand. Anyway, Game Awards, they happen every year around this time. And if you're not familiar with them, they are a celebration of the video games that have come out over the last year, and people are awarded, much like the Oscars. If the Oscars were to include uh, constant commercials and trailers for games that haven't come out yet, for DLC, for new characters, and just random, you know, actual commercials for for PC parts and laptops, that's what the, the Game Awards is. So we're going to, you know, just briefly touch on the Game Awards, but we have a lot to cover. I'm not going to talk about everything that happened because this show was long. It was so long that I feel like it is going to make our show long. But it was a long show. And I'll tell you this as well. I was just tapping really fast. I was tapping that right arrow button on my keyboard to fast forward by five seconds. Just constantly. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 34, 40. You would think I don't know how to uh, count by fives, but I do. I just don't know how to count by fives quickly with my, my uh, what is it, though, with my mouth? Yep. Point is, a lot of things were shown at this uh, Game Awards. First being, the next Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter DLC, which is Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Finally, finally, somebody with a sword in a Super Smash Brothers game. Every, we're cursing in this week's episode, right? Every fucking character in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is a sword fighter. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. You got Sephiroth, you got Cloud, you got uh, Banjo-Kazooie. They're all sword fighters. They all have a big sword. Hey, you know what we need? Nintendo's just like, you know what we need? We need another sword fighter. But, you know, Final Fantasy VII is uh, a game with a huge cult following. 
cloud wasn't enough. Now you have your Sephiroths. That's how you pronounce it, right? Sephiroth. I never, uh, I never played Final Fantasy VII. That's one of the big games that I never uh, got into. I, I did play the Final Fantasy VII remake demo on PlayStation Four. That counts, right? That counts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that 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 was the, that was the big Nintendo news. That kind of that's kind of what they do at these game awards is they reveal a new character. You know. They, they do a new Smash Brothers character. They do a new Donkey Kong character. And that's about it. They haven't... I mean, they a, a year or two ago, they announced Bayonetta 3. And people were hoping that Bayonetta 3 or Metroid Prime 4 would be shown. But that was, uh, that was all for naught. Didn't happen. Anyway, wow, we're really focusing. We, we need to pick up the pace. We got, we got a lot to talk about. Can't be talking about Sephiroth for too, for too long. Sephiroth is a hard name to say. Sephiroth, 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 Sephiroth. Is it Sephiroth or is the H silent? Is it just Sephiroth? Doesn't matter. Sephi. We'll call him Sephi. Anyway, they also had a world premiere of a new band called OFK. And all of the members of this band are cartoon characters. It was honestly the most zoomer gen z thing i had ever seen and i was not a fan and at the end of it they, they kind of like said follow the series as if this was actually a show it was just one big commercial is what it was they said this is the first time we've ever premiered a new band on an award show and it was this cartoon band that, oh, okay whatever and here i am talking about it don't forget to follow ofk now here's the big one here was the biggest news i would say of the night and I don't even own the console, but I own the PC, which is where this will go as well. But Perfect Dark is being rebooted. This was rumored a few months ago, but it was made official on Thursday night. It's not being made by uh, Rareware. It's being made by Microsoft's new studio, The Initiative, which is just like, that's like a such a... What's what's the word for self-importance? It's just such oh, there's a word I, I I don't know it at the moment, but it's such, just it's such a self-important name that <laughs> doesn't need that name. The the initiative. Anyway, uh, the trailer it was mo like you don't see much of anything except like a camera like following through some destructed buildings, and then you see an office that looks kind of familiar if it was you know maybe sixty-four bit. And then it goes to the top of the building. You see a logo that looks familiar if you were a Perfect Dark fan. And then you see a Joanna Dark for the uh, for the Zoomer Century. You know, she got more of a uh, modern haircut. You only see her from the back, though. But here's the thing that really caught my ears. And I didn't hear anybody else talking about it. But it sounded to me like she still had an American accent. She only says like three or four words, but I, so I'm not a hundred percent sure, but to me, it sounded like she might still have an American accent. And the big sticking point for me was when the last time Microsoft did a perfect dark game, which was perfect dark zero, a prequel to the original N64 one, they switched her accent. She was no longer British. She was now American. And it sounds to me like she still might be American. And speaking as a, you know, American that loves being not British, I I still want her to be British. 
she still should be British. She's supposed to be like a British, a British. She's supposed to be like a, a female James Bond. So, so let her be that. That's, that's all I want. Just keep her British accent. Anyway, Perfect Dark reboot. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Uh, they also showed off this four-player zombie game called Back Number 4. Back 4 Blood, a.k.a. totally not a Left 4 Dead ripoff. Really, they'd probably call it like a, a spiritual successor. And they, you don't actually, they showed off a bunch of other four-player online horde games like that. Like a lot. Like a lot. Like one after the other sometimes. So uh, that was a popular trend in the show. They also showed off a ton of mobile games. A lot of them were really secretly just commercials. I guess you could kind of say that all of these were secretly commercials. Uh, they showed off this game called the Callisto Protocol, which looks a lot like Dead Space. And that's because it was created by the creator of Dead Space, Mr. Glenn, what is it, Sheffield, Sheffield something like that. And, you know, Kind of, kind of looking forward to that. I'm, I'm down for some space horror. I, I played and beat the original Dead Space, and I played a good chunk of Dead Space too. And I own Dead Space Three. I got that for free from uh, Origin. Something I don't know. Where are we going with this? Oh, they also uh, showed. Oh, here they showed off a new Dragon Age game. And by showed off, I mean they announced it, and they just called it Dragon Age. And then this was probably the best thing of the night. They showed uh, Mr. Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Had this long bit. He was trying to accept like a foil version of the awards. It was kind of funny. You know, Muppets are funny. But the the ultimate point they were driving home was that the Swedish chef is now available in Overcooked. Which is a, a match made in heaven. And then, Mr. Vincent Diesel. That's his real name, right? Vincent Diesel? Vin Diesel? He goes by Vincent Diesel? Vincent Diesel is starring in a new video game. I know what you're thinking. What? Two video games? He was just in that Fast and Furious cash grab video game that nobody bought and was bad. How could he be in two video games? But he is. He is. They showed off a... a I'm pretty damn sure. It was just like completely CG trailer with no gameplay. And for that, it looked fine. Fine. It looked fine, I guess. Uh, they also showed a new Evil Dead game. It was called Evil Dead, The Game, starring Bruce Campbell. His voice was in it, so I assume it stars him. And then they said, uh, you know, the indie game Super Meat Boy Forever. It, it was announced like three or four years ago. And it was supposed to come out like three or four years ago. Finally gave it an official release date, December 23rd. That's two days before Christmas if you are religious. And then uh, they showed off an EA indie game. Those are about the only EA games I, I mess with these days are the indie games that they publish. It's like some kind of goodwill thing where they say, hey, we still do this. We still actually put out some non-cynical games every now and then. And it's this game called It Takes Two where this couple that's having trouble gets turned into like wooden dolls and it, it goes wild and wacky looks fun co-op then they showed off a star wars vr game and i'm pretty sure it has the name galaxy's edge in the title so i don't know if it's directly tied to something from a disneyland attraction but it very well could be looked cool enough i guess oh they said uh master chief from halo is coming to fortnite right after sony revealed that 
Kratos from God of War is coming to Fortnite. By the way, seeing Kratos do like all those weird Fortnite dances is very unsettling. And I'm sure we're going to see the same unsettling, unsettlingness, same level of unsettling with uh, Master Chief. And then the final big reveal was Mass Effect will continue. There's this long little teaser where they're just floating through space and it ultimately shows some chick. I don't know. I haven't played the Mass Effect games besides a Mass Effect 2 demo on the PlayStation 3 like 10 years ago. Some some alien chick at the end picks up some alien thing and then it says Mass Effect 2 will continue. And then you hear the uh, fake audience cheer. It had a fake audience this year because, of course, uh, COVID-19. That's a thing still. It's still a thing. America's going to keep it going, you know? We're going we're gonna to let Fetch happen a little bit longer than most countries. Oh, by the way, there were awards at this show. There were awards at this award show, but this thing is so commercialized that they, when I say they literally just breeze through, they literally breeze through most of them, like, at a rapid pace. Nobody is, like, there to accept the awards, nothing like that. In fact, they got through a chunk of the awards before. They did, like, a pre-show. And a chunk of these awards were given out or awarded before the show officially even started. And nobody, like I said, nobody's there. Nobody's there to accept them. It's just the host, Jeff Keighley, and this uh, random chick. I forgot. I want to say I forgot her name, but I never even knew her name. She was also announcing some of the uh, the winners. There were like a handful of people that uh, got to give a short little acceptance speech over Zoom. But most of them... Nah, no, nah, they just said, okay, this uh, this, this uh, game won best racing game, this game won best narrative, this game won best director. Actually, director might have uh, gotten a Zoom call. Anyway, the game of the year was The Last of Us 2, which kind of cleaned up. They kind of cleaned up. They, they got several awards. You know who got robbed, though, was Half-Life Alex. I'm not surprised because VR is still fairly niche, niche, niche. And, you know, not a lot of people have a, a good VR set and a computer that can run the game. But Half-Life Alex is still an incredible game and probably deserved to win a lot more awards than it did, which I believe was zero. And it was an incredible game. One of my best games of the year, just if that matters to you. Anyway, that's been your video game corner. Speaking of video games, I have some movie news for you guys. You've probably seen some of this, but... Spider-Man 3, the second Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 starring Tom Holland has been uh, making a lot of news headlines over the last week or two because the the secret is pretty much, it's, it's, it's not really a secret anymore. Sony is going balls out with uh, this new Spider-Man movie. They're kind of, it looks like they're kind of aping what DC is doing which is a multiverse. So we talked about this previously on the show where DC is bringing Michael Keaton back, supposedly, as Batman. He'll be like a Batman of the multiverse. So you'll have Batman. You'll have maybe Robert Pattinson's Batman. Maybe Ben Affleck's Batman. You'll have three Batman. Who knows? Maybe more. Sony sounds like they're doing the same thing with Marvel here. The The big rumors here are that... The, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. The guy who plays Doc, Doc Ock, Dr. Octopus. He's coming back, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Jamie Foxx is coming back as 
uh, Electro. Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson is coming back as a much older Mary Jane Watson. Emma, Emma Stone, who played Sandman, is coming back to play Sandman. Andrew Garfield, who was famously fired as soon as Marvel got the keys to the castle. They said, no, we, we want a Spider-Man that actually looks like he's in high school. So they, they had Garfield fired. Apparently, Andrew Garfield is coming back, you know. He he hasn't been getting as much uh, big work since uh, getting fired from Amazing Spider-Man 3. So he's back on. And Tobey Maguire is in talks. He's They're trying to close the deal with Tobey Maguire. But you can't have Kirsten Dunst playing Mary Jane if there's no Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker. So I think they're gonna they're gonna pony up for him, and he knows that. Him and his uh, his agent know that. They're like, look, we're the uh, Toby's the big dog here. You know, you can take or leave your Andrew Garfield's, your Emma Stones, your Jamie Foxes, but Toby is the big dog here. You you need your Maguires. You need your Maguires. Show me the money. So that's happening. That said, we can't dwell on this forever because on Thursday. Disney went balls out. Marvel went balls out. We're saying balls out a lot. Speaking of balls out, <laughs> this is a funny glitch I saw uh, from a Polygon.com article. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 released on Wednesday or Thursday. I want to say Thursday. And one of the big glitches is that uh, the junk, the uh, the members, the penises, the penis eye, the penis eye, of the characters created will just pop out from the pants. They'll just be out. You'll, you know, the character will be wearing pants, but it just looks like their dick is just hanging out through the zipper kind of thing. Same thing with breasticles. Chesticles? Chesticles, as uh, Mr. Dave Chappelle called them. The breasts. If you made a female character, the titties will be just pushed out of the uh, the shirts. Uh, where, where are we going with this? Oh, uh, we're talking about Marvel movies? Yeah. I have no idea how we got to that. So uh, the other big news is that John Watts, who directed the last two Spider-Man movies, and I think he's probably directing the next one, John Watts is going to be directing a new Fantastic Four movie. This is the first Fantastic Four movie that has not been produced by Fox. So Fox has had the rights to it for a long time. And now Marvel has the rights back. Disney has the rights, so they're going to make a new one. They're going to try again. And the Spider-Man guy is going to, uh, he's going to put his name on the line. So good luck to him. It seems like a, a daunting task to make a, <clears throat> excuse me, a good Fantastic Four movie in the modern age. But if anybody could do it, it's the spider guy. Oh, and uh, Kevin Feige, he's the big head honcho at Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios. He officially confirmed that they will not be recasting Black Panther with another actor. So it's going to be weird having a Black Panther movie with no Black Panthers in it. And what they mean is there's no T'Challa. No T'Challa. There's not going to be... That character is... is I guess they're just going to say he's dead. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to uh, Chadwick Boseman. But a lot of people are actually upset about this. You know, like, well, they, 
okay, you know, this happens sometimes. Unfortunately, this does happen where the actor will die. But the character himself or herself, they don't necessarily need to die. Especially if the character has only had one movie under their own banner, like Black Panther. So, this wasn't the plan. Who knows what's going to happen now? Because the there there was a portion of the audience that was like, make the make the chick. I forgot her name. Make the chick the 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 doctor scientist girl from Black Panther. Make her the new Black Panther. And then news was coming out that she's like uh, kind of like an anti-vaxxer when it comes to COVID. And the video she shared had a guy uh, that was very anti-vax, but also uh, anti-trans. Uh, and so since she shared the video, she is also tra- anti-trans and anti-vax. And so now she's been canceled. And so now the same people that wanted her no longer want her to be Black Panther. So now, now you know, Disney's just knee-deep in this shit. So who knows what will happen? Who knows what will happen? It's not going to be Chad... Because rest in peace, it's not going to be, it's probably not going to be the anti-vax girl. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, The only people that know are Kevin Feige and, what's the director's name? It'll hit me uh, one minute after we finish recording this episode. But uh, that's your Black Panther news. In other Disney news, and they went crazy here, we have uh, some Star Wars stories. Hayden Christensen. You might know him from Star Wars Episode 2 and Star Wars Episode 3. Hayden Christensen is going to be returning to play Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Here's what the Star Wars Twitter account said. Hayden Christensen returns as Darth Vader joining Ewan McGregor. Is it Ewan? Ewan? No, it's not Ewan. Ewan McGregor. In Obi-Wan Kenobi, the original series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith and is coming to Disney+. Plus. Now, if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, you know he does speak as Darth Vader. And he goes, no, and it's James Earl Jones. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Hayden Christensen signed up to be playing Darth Vader in a suit. And the only words we hear are James Earl Jones. Just effectively just doing the job of uh, of a stunt guy. <laughs> but they'll probably do like some kind of flashback situation. Who knows? But I thought that was interesting. In other uh, Star Wars news, Lando Calrissian is going to get his own show. It's going to be called Lando. They said, uh, as the Star Wars Twitter said, it's a brand new event series for Disney+. Plus. Justin Simeon is in the early stages of developing the project. Now, they don't specify. They don't say if this is young Lando or old Lando. If you saw the uh, episode 9, I'm sorry that you saw it. It wasn't uh, the best movie, but I, I, I was right there with you. But you see that uh, mild episode 9 spoilers ahead, so skip ahead about... 30 seconds if you're if you're wary of that and haven't seen the movie but if you've seen the movie you know that uh, uh lando uh old lando is like hey 
let's make a Disney Plus show. He's talking to this uh, this younger chick. He's like, hey, let's make a Disney Plus show about helping you find your mom or, or something. I don't remember what. It, uh, he's just pretty much like hitting on this girl or trying to be a father figure. I'm not sure. But he's like, hey, let's make a Disney Plus show. But then again, in Solo, a Star Wars story, young Lando, played by uh, Donald Glover, is like, hey, Maybe we can be in a Disney Plus show, or maybe we can make a damn sequel to this movie. And the sequel's probably never going to happen because movie uh, underperformed by Disney's expectations. But who knows? Maybe Disney is hurting right now. Their theme parks are hurting. They were pissed at our, our governor in California, Newsom. They were pissed that he didn't let them open the theme parks back up. But like a week or two after, they sent out this angry letter he went even harder. He's like, oh, we're, we're shutting everything down. We're shutting everything down. We're having curfews. We're, we're closing down bars. We're, we're shutting everything down. You think your, 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 your theme park is coming back? Nah. So Disney is hurting right now. Whether they would ever admit that or not, they are hurting. You know, they're firing tons of people to appease their shareholders. Look, we have all this extra money. We just got rid of all these extra salaries. We're going to pay you the dividends you need. So they're going hard with Star Wars right now. You got uh, Hayden Christensen coming to Obi-Wan. You got Lando Calrissian getting his own uh, TV show. And they call it a event series, which I think is code for one season. That's the way I see it. Oh, a final bit of Disney news here. This was the weirdest one of all. This is from the Twitter or the uh, Pixar Twitter account. They say, Blasting into theaters June 17th, 2022. Lightyear is the definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Chris Evans. Get ready to go to infinity and beyond with Lightyear. So, Pixar is making a Buzz Lightyear origin story, and it's not about the toy. It sounds like it's about either, I don't know if Buzz Lightyear's based off of a in-universe real astronaut or if he's just based off of like their own TV show. But it's not Tim Allen, it's Chris Evans playing Buzz Lightyear. So, yeah, eh, it just sounds like what it is, which is cash grab, right? Disney's like, hey, Pixar is probably like, look, we don't want to make Toy Story 5 for like 10 years. 5, 10 years, at least. Give us that break. Disney's like, okay, okay, you can have that break. But we need a Toy Story movie. We need something related to Toy Story. We need something relatable that people will identify with Toy Story so we can make Toy Story money. And so they're making Lightyear. I, I, I have, like, my initial impressions of this are just very cynical. So I won't I won't dwell on it too much. But that's that's just my initial thoughts. Lightyear, starring Chris Evans. Chris Evans, his voice sounds so similar to Buzz Lightyear. Can't blame him. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the news. Retired Israeli general. Haim Ashed, I'm sure I'm uh, butchering your name, Haim, but Haim Ashed made the news this week 
when he said that aliens have been in contact with both Israel and the United States for years now. I don't think they specify how many years, but for years now they've been in contact with us. This story is from the Jerusalem Post, by the way. I'm not sure how reliable they are when it comes to alien stories. I usually only read the J Post for their sports coverage. So, you know, read or beware. Anyway, apparently this this Heim guy was the head of Israel's space security program for 30 years. Mike, Dell, you guys know that Israel had a space security program for at least 30 years? What exactly does that job entail? Huh? You just wake up in the morning, you know, put on your shoes for the hell of it, look through a telescope for a few seconds, you go, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, space. Space is still uh, secure. I don't know. Well, I, I, I guess something happened on his watch, right? You know? Because he said that uh, aliens have been kept secret because, quote, humanity isn't ready yet. We aren't ready for the aliens. To me, that sounds like it's just like straight from the Area 51 playbook, right? That's uh, that's Independence Day with the, the long-haired scientists. We just weren't ready to, to talk about it with the people. Well, guess what, guys? I'm ready. I am ready. I want to see the aliens, Trump, Biden. I want to see the aliens. This uh, Heim dude, though, he's, he's like 87 years old now. So I, I don't know if he still has all his marbles. I don't know him like that, but I want to believe the guy. I want to. Be, I want to believe him, like that X Men poster. I want to believe him. X Men, X Files, the X Files poster. I want to believe because you know, twenty twenty has been a hell of a year. I think we deserve to see some aliens, right? He said this goes deeper. He said that there's a galactic federation. And they are just trying to research and understand the fabric of the universe. Oh, and he said there's a secret underground base on Mars with American and alien representatives currently there. Do I need to repeat that? Let's say it again. He said there is a secret underground base on Mars with Americans and alien representatives currently there on Mars. So we're already, you know, planning to go to Mars years from now. And he's saying, we're already there. We're already there. And when I first read that, I was thinking like, oh yeah, there was that story a year or two ago where they said that Mars had water on it. They, they, they saw water or frozen water on Mars. But the thing about this story that seems suspect to me is that they said that Trump is aware of this story. He's aware of the aliens and the Galactic Federation, but he hasn't talked about it yet. They said that they stopped him from bringing it up. Like, he wanted to talk about it, but they stopped him from bringing it up because they didn't want to cause mass hysteria. But personally, I cannot imagine a scenario where Donald Trump knows about a galactic federation of aliens and is not constantly running his mouth about it nonstop, right? I can't imagine that. Like that, I, I, I feel like we'd be able to see it in his eyes. Like even if they had some dirt on him, I feel like we'd be able to see it in his eyes. Like, oh yeah, he, he wants to talk about the aliens right now. 
But who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll he'll just blurt it all out on his way out of the uh, the the White House next month. We'll see. But that I thought it was an interesting story. The reason you know it's getting more attention and we're talking about it, you know, because this could just be in like the Galactic Federation or whatever. That's just the kind of story that anybody could just spout off. But this guy was supposedly the head of Israel's space security force or whatever for thirty years. The dude has some clout. And, but again, 87 years old. I don't know how many marbles he has. I don't know. But uh, I did want to share that story with y'all. Anyway, uh, let's let's circle back to movies for a second. Remember last week when we talked about Warner Brothers? They were going to be releasing all of their 2021 movies straight to HBO Maximum? Well... The Hollywood Reporter has an article on it, and they are saying that Hollywood is collectively pissed off. Like, Warner Brothers pissed off all of Hollywood by, by announcing that move. They quoted this anonymous agent over there that said that Warner Media and the AT&T executives, quote, don't understand the movie business, and they don't understand talent relations. By talent relations, they're talking about mostly like directors and possibly producers as well. And I think that's probably true. You know, it was the AT&T guys that greenlit the Snyder Cut for HBO, HBO Max, which was not something that Warner Brothers wanted to do at all. They didn't want to acknowledge it. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to do it because it would have made them look very bad. It was acknowledging that they made a bad movie. They, they went out of their way to make a bad movie. They fired Zack Snyder, they brought in Joss Whedon, and he made a bad movie. Granted, you know, who knows? Uh, history says that Zack Snyder wouldn't have made a great movie either. But they went out of their way to fire and make a bad movie. So it made them look bad, right? And now AT&T, they said, you know what? We're going to greenlit the Snyder Cut. They looked at it and they said, hey, we have a shitload of debt and we need a lot more people subscribing to HBO Max. And there are a bunch of people saying that they want to see a Snyder Cut of Justice League. And most of it's already been filmed. Let's make a Snyder Cut of Justice League. So they, they greenlit it. They announced it in a big way. And that was embarrassing for Warner Brothers producers. It was like a public admission that Justice League sucked. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that was a bit of a taboo move. But this is what happens. You got AT&T, AT&T buying Warner Brothers. What business does AT&T have owning Warner Brothers? It's just all these conglomerates buying up other conglomerates. And this is what you get. This is what you get. Anyway, last week they announced all 17 of their 2021 movies are going to be hitting HBO Max the same day that they hit theaters. And they pissed off a lot of filmmakers. I think last week we talked about how much they were going to piss off theaters. But this week we're talking about how much they've pissed off the filmmakers themselves. Supposedly, James Gunn is not too happy about it. He's the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, and eventually 3. He's directing the Suicide Squad. The, the soft reboot of Suicide Squad. And apparently, he had a deal to get a cut of the film's profit from the box office. 
So immediately I, I am starting to understand why this dude's pissed. And even though the movie is technically coming to theaters, it ain't making shit at the box office if it's coming to HBO Max the same freaking day. Plus, you know, COVID. Like right now, for example, California theaters closed. Closed though. Dunzo. Probably not just California either. And even the, the states that have theaters open. You think people are going? Largely, no. Biggest reason, of course, is that there's no movies. (laughs) Movies are coming to theaters. But when California, one of the biggest economies in the world, doesn't have any uh, theaters that are open or theaters that are open with new movies, it has a large effect on the country at a whole. At a whole? As a whole. You know, we can go in and in and in a long, 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 long time about how... How long this is going to go on? I think it's going to go on for a while. It's going to go on for a while. You know, we got a vaccine, but that's not going to be widespread for, I would say, probably over a year. It's going to take us a long time to get it together. So I could see why the the filmmakers are mad. Because it sounds like Warner Brothers and AT&T, they didn't discuss shit with anybody. Got a quote here. Uh, I think this is from The Hollywood Reporter. He said, uh, many think Legendary will be the first to file a legal challenge. The company fired off a previous law- what? The company fired off a previous lawyer letter after Netflix offered something north of $225 million for the rights to Godzilla vs. Kong, which has seen its release date moved from March 2020 to May 2021. Though Legendary financed 75% of the movie, Warners had the power to block the sale to Netflix and did. Legendary asked whether the studio would then give it a deal to stream the movie on HBO Max and got no clear answer until its executives woke up one December morning to find that the movie was going day and date on the service without the benefit of a negotiation. Legendary's even more expensive picture, Dune, is getting the same treatment. The other companies that finance Warner movies, Village Roadshow and Braun, are also said to be aggrieved parties that might end up going to court. So there could be lawsuits over what Warner Brothers is doing right now. So they they mentioned Dune. The Dune director, what's his name? Uh, Villeneuve? I forgot his name. But he directed Blade Runner 2049 as well. And that was a dope movie. So the Dune director, he's supposedly kind of pissed about it as well. And the guy who directed Crazy Rich Asians, he's not too happy either because I guess he had a a deal with Warner Brothers for his next movie as well. And then Christopher Nolan, you guys know Chris Nolan, Dark Knight Trilogy, uh, Tenet. uh, I have all these pictures of movies in my head and pictures of movies that I own and I can't name a single one of them. The Prestige, and Inception, and Dunkirk, and what's the space movie? Interstellar. He's a good director. He, he, he was not happy. He was not happy. He said, Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. And I think that's pretty harsh. 
I think it's pretty harsh. I think HBO Max is probably better than Pure Flix, Mr. Nolan. I think Pure Flix is probably a worse streaming service than HBO Max. I don't subscribe to Pure Flix, but I've seen quite a bit of their trailers. And uh, I'm just thankful I I am not a subscriber to Pure Flix. Anyway, uh, I, I get the frustration. I do get the frustration. I just thought you guys might like to know what Hollywood thinks of Warner Brothers' plan right now. They actually went on to defend it a day or two ago. But I, I get it. I get it from a financial standpoint, a business standpoint, why they'd be pissed off. So I'm sure uh, more news about this will just keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. I'm losing my my uh, saliva, my spit. So let's uh, let's move on. Hey, Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Our first question comes from Ken. Ken says, "What Netflix show are you least impressed with?" Please tell us, but change all the nouns in the title to the word monkey poop. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I would say that uh, Jaden Smith anime show. What was it called? N- Neo Monkey Poop. Neo Monkey Poop. Yeah, that one. I don't hate Jaden Smith or anything. You know, I think his dad is actually, he's, his dad is one of my favorite rappers. His dad, uh, Will Smith is one of my favorite rappers. I'll, I'll admit that on the show. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you if your if your basic ass only knows the singles. He's got a lot of a lot of good a uh, lot of a lot of dope songs, lyrically dope. Born to Rain, Lost and Found. He's got a lot of dope songs. So uh, you know, look him up. But Neo Monkey Pope, that that just wasn't my jam. Uh, the the show it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me like at all. I could not make it through one episode. I told my wife about it. She was curious. She's like, oh, I want to see that. I want to check that out. So I'm like, all right, you know, uh, cranked it back up, tried to get through it together. But we both had to bail on it like really quick. And it's not like we really get to watch much of anything these days. Like that story is probably about two years old at this point. But uh, I'm paying for... I want to say like four streaming services and we haven't watched anything in like two weeks. Right. You know, we finally decided that, okay, we're paying for this. We got, we got this, uh, we got this new life. Our our son takes up a a lot of our time. He's a baby, of course. So maybe we should start watching things separately and then regroup with our opinions. So that's going to be our strategy until we move into a bigger place. Hopefully soon. Thank you for the question, Ken. Yilly asks, how good is the Ariana Grande movie on Netflix going to be? Yilly, the Ariana Grande movie on Netflix is going to be the the greatest movie in cinematic history. You know, everything that has ever been filmed has been leading up to this movie. You know, we had the great train robbery in 1903. And people in the audience actually felt like a train was coming right at them. And then we had The Wizard of Oz in 1939. And then Terminator 2 in 1991. All of those films will be considered trash once Excuse Me, I Love You hits Netflix on December 21st. So look out for that. Look out for Mike's in-depth review on that movie. Thank you very much for the question, Yelly. 
Ken asks, when was the last time you and Mike tried to rekindle your friendship? Can you please do it for Dell and your listeners? Ken, you're right. You're right. I, th- I think this passive-aggressive pettiness between Mike and myself has gone on for way too long now. I think it's, we, it's time we finally bury the hatchet. What do you say, Mike? You want to be friends again? What? I'm going to bury you one day, Mike. Thank you for the question, Ken. Charles asks, why didn't Steiner listen to Hitler? We don't get a lot of uh, Hitler-related questions on this show. Uh, Why didn't Steiner listen to Hitler? Well, uh, that's because kamikaze is a Japanese word, and Felix Steiner did not speak Japanese, Charles. You know, he he may have been a a Nazi some bitch. But even Nazis try not to do things that they know will get them killed. And Hitler wanted him to order an attack that was going to get his ass rocked by America. At least that's how I understand it from my very, very basic knowledge and research on the subject. Thank you very much for the question, Charles. Hope to hear from you again soon. Ken asks, of the 8 billion potential listeners you have, which one do you think will ask the worst questions? That's easy, Ken. Tony he is the biggest buzzkill I know. I can say something, anything, and he will, uninvited, bring in the worst possible comment you can imagine. Something that just ends the flow. Kills the joy, kills the laughs. Tony, Tony will ask the worst question. And I don't mean that for every Tony. This Tony in particular will ask the worst questions. Uh, two more questions from Ken. Ken says, what should I title the tell-all biography I am writing about Dell? Ken, you can title it, Dude, You're Getting a Best Friend. Last question. Ken asks, how many turtleneck shirts does Mike own? That's a great question, Ken. Mike owns 666 turtleneck shirts. He is very insistent that it stays that way for some reason. He can't buy any new ones until he gets rid of an old one. He wants to keep 666 turtleneck shirts. As always, you guys can leave us any uh, questions you have on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, or our... Did I say Instagram instead of instant graham cracker? You know, we're, we're all, all of those places. And you can uh, do it on our website as well, upandloaded.com. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, up and loaded. That's where we are on social media. Follow us. If your mom has not followed us, make sure that she does. Uh, if she goes to the bathroom, you know what to do. Hit that follow button. I'm not suggesting it. I'm not advocating for it. But if you do, nobody's mad at you. Anyway, let's wrap this show up with some poll results. Last week we said, when will you go back to theaters? Third of you said, when everybody gets poked, gets that vaccination. And uh, two-thirds of you said, never. HBO is my theater now. So, uh, good luck, theaters. It looks like you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. This week's poll asks, what do you want for Christmas? Uh... Yeah, you know what? Uh, that, that's what our poll is going to be. I'm losing my spit. I'm losing my mind. Uh, this has been episode 110 of Chris to Chris. And I want you to really enjoy 
these last moments we have together. I don't know. I have no idea where I'm going with this. I, I'm, I normally end this show on a much better flow. Listen, 110 episodes. This has been it. Do me a favor. Enjoy your weekend or else.